Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo-Coster. Admittedly, I was a little sneaky with the title of this episode because I wanted to make sure you didn't let your preconceived notions about today's topic dissuade you from listening. Before I tell you what it is, promise me you're gonna keep an open mind, okay? We're talking about Etsy. Now, you know I am not about creating an Etsy-only business. Having your own website is still super important. But Etsy, when done right, can serve as a pretty kick-ass sales channel, creating another stream of revenue for you. Just in case you're not convinced, let me share a few statistics. I got all of these from Etsy's public reports, and I'll stick a link in the show notes where you can check them out too. As of May 2022, Etsy has 89 million shoppers on its platform with 7 million of those being added just in the months of January through March of 2022. Historically, Etsy shoppers have skewed female, but in 2021, about 35% of new shoppers identified as men. Etsy is also seeing a big uptick in relevance for shopping occasions across several product categories. 15 of their product categories saw over 1 million unique shoppers each in 2021, and seven of those 15 categories, home and living, craft supplies and tools, jewelry, clothing, paper and party supplies, art and collectibles, and accessories, had more than 15 million unique buyers. And in the first three months of 2022, Etsy spent around $154 million on marketing the Etsy platform. If those statistics alone haven't convinced you to at least consider Etsy as a sales channel for your business, maybe my conversation with today's guest will. Meet Monica of Monica Little Coaching. Monica left her corporate job to pursue her dreams and built a multiple six-figure organic skincare business and, you guessed it, used Etsy as a passive sales channel for her business. Now she guides other handmade small business owners along the path of turning their hobby and passion into a successful and profitable business. She's the host of the Product Biz Podcast, creator of Etsy Algorithm Secrets, and the Product Biz Academy. She believes Etsy isn't just for newbies or low-ticket items, and it's all about how you stand out from the crowd, and she's going to teach us how to do that. All right, let's get into the episode. Hey, Monica, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Super excited to be chatting with you today. I'm so glad we were finally able to connect. I think we were both kind of watching each other for a minute, but you know, 
business is busy. So I'm glad that we're finally here. I did already introduce you, but I'd love to give you an opportunity to let us know why we should listen to anything you have to say today. Oh my gosh, such a good question. Pressure is on with this one, but we're going to be talking a little about Etsy today. And this is something I am so passionate about because I myself had a organic skincare small business that I grew to multiple six figures. And one of the main components that I had with my business to achieve that growth was through Etsy. So I also had my own website. I also was on Fair. I also was on Instagram. I also was on Pinterest, all of those components, but a big, huge part of that growth, especially especially the passive income, getting in front of more people was through Etsy. So on Etsy, I grew my Etsy shop to over 5,000 orders, which is about 100,000 in sales. And now what I really do is I help establish small business owners use Etsy as a marketing tool to get in front of more people, to create more passive income. And it's definitely a unique position because a lot of people use Etsy or think of Etsy only for newbies or hobbyists or crafters. But I like to kind of shift the perspective on using Etsy for established small business owners to get in front of more people and create another revenue stream. So I hope that's a good enough pitch for the person listening (laughs) to be like, okay, I'm in. Let's see what I'm talking about today. Yeah. I don't even remember when I initially came across you. I imagine we have some mutual online friends, but That was the reason why I was so drawn to your message because Etsy is really thought of like, that's where you start and your ultimate goal is to get off of it. Now, I 100% believe that you should not put all of your eggs in the Etsy basket. You need to have your own website because people get shut down, weird things happen but I don't even know how many visitors and shoppers Etsy has, but it's freaking a lot. And this is actually the first time I'm saying this out loud and I'm not going to give any details about it. So don't ask me, but I am starting another product-based business and I will of course have an Etsy component to it. So you really think of it as just another sales channel in your business, but not the only sales channel. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I love what you said too, because that's so common with people using Etsy when they first start off and then they leave. They're like, okay, I started on Etsy. I got some sales on Etsy. Now I'm going to go on to my own website and I'm actually going to close my Etsy shop. That's what a lot of people do. But my perspective is to keep that up and running because once you put gas in that Etsy machine and get orders coming in, there's no reason to turn that off because it's just bringing customers customers to you. And like you mentioned, there's 80 million annual shoppers per year on Etsy that you're getting in front of, right? (laughs) Like that potential is awesome. Sure. If you start on Etsy, keep it for that momentum and for those customers, potential shoppers that can find you. But there's also the flip side of some small business owners who don't start on Etsy and actually start with their own website, which hundred percent agree your own website is needed. But even if that established small business owner goes back to Etsy or for the first time goes on Etsy, they are going to have such a competitive advantage because there are a lot of like crafters and hobbyists and newbies on Etsy. But when people are shopping on Etsy, they're not looking for that. Like the actual customer is looking for an established small business owner that they trust, that they're going to get an awesome product from that they can't find elsewhere. And maybe they don't follow that small business owner on Instagram. 
So where do those people go? They literally go on Etsy because they don't know where else to go. So it's just a great positioning and a great play and a great revenue stream to supplement all the other work that small businesses are doing in terms of their own website, their own Instagram, but adding in a little component that brings customers to you, which is a beautiful part of Etsy. Yeah, absolutely. And what I've found with clients that I've worked with before, one of my very first clients in e-commerce badassery, she had a huge Etsy store. She did really great there and she had her own website, but she wasn't really working all that hard to grow it. And she really wanted to shift her focus because Etsy was just working on autopilot because that's where she had put her attention. And so her website had been around a long time and we really focused on SEO for her because she sells bridesmaids gifts. So it was like the perfect SEO opportunity on her website. And within three months, she saw huge growth on her own website. And it's funny because I was talking to another client the other day, he has brick and mortar and is trying to grow online and realizing how much harder it is. So we were talking about SEO. I use this other example. And when he searched the keyword, she was on the first page. All of that to say her website business is completely separate from her Etsy business. Having the website did not take away from her Etsy volume because the people who shop Etsy shop Etsy, the people who found her through SEO on Instagram, wherever, those are the people that shop her website. So I don't want you to think that one is necessarily going to cannibalize the other. You're just reaching two different pools of customers. So it's really just like a no brainer. And we're going to get into some more nitty gritty stuff. But when Monica and I were having our pre-chat, she was telling me about a jewelry designer who sells like $350 necklaces on Etsy, right? Yes, exactly. And this is another thing that people think that Etsy is only for like the cheap products and like the super inexpensive stuff and that people are undercutting. But one of my clients, her beautiful gemstone, authentic beaded necklaces that have like silk thread and have diamonds in the clasp, the 14 karat gold clasp with diamonds in it. They are being sold on Etsy for between 350 to 440. And she's already had 16 sales, which may not sound like a lot, but 16 times 400, if we take the average, is a big chunk of change that she maybe wouldn't have had if she wasn't on Etsy. So I think that also goes to the point that the shoppers that are on Etsy are looking for actual premium products. They're not going on there to buy a DIY lotion with a in label that you and I had chatted about. Oh gosh, yeah. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, with like a DIY photo that you can tell it's all made from home, which is great. I mean, maybe that person will get some sales, but those are usually the people that probably have to sell their items pretty inexpensively on the cheap side because they are DIYing the product, the label, the photography and everything. But when you come into Etsy with this premium product and a premium price, that's actually how you stand out. Because there are so many people on there that are selling items, undercutting, inexpensive. But from my perspective, when I go on Etsy as a consumer, as a shopper, I'm not buying the cheapest thing. I'm going on there and buying the high quality, the stuff that looks good, that it's an established business. It's unique and aligns with what I'm looking for. And that's what I'm buying. So it's an also interesting perspective shift because a lot of people are like, okay, if I have to sell on Etsy, I have to be the cheapest option. That's the only way to get sales. But there's customers and shoppers that are looking for premium products and your premium price 
actually separates you and draws people to you because they're like, oh my God, okay, I've seen 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I don't want something for $10. I want something for 30. Ooh, that's gotta be a high quality product because it's 30 or 40. Yes. Perception is reality and you get what you pay for. Like it's a cliche because it's true. Every cliche is a cliche because it's true, (laughs) you know? And just think of your own consumer behavior. If I see two of the same-ish item, I'm probably going to buy the more expensive one. And one more thing before we get into the how to actually be successful on Etsy, it was important to us that we spent a little bit of time on overcoming all of the objections that we all have about being on Etsy. (laughs) What are some of the other reasons the people you work with are like, oh, I don't know if Etsy is for me. Can we just like bust those myths real quick? Yeah, 100%. So a couple of the main ones that we already talked about, Etsy is for cheap products only. Well, we can shift that perspective to be like your premium product and premium price is actually your differentiator, right? And then we also talked about, well, what if I have my own website? And I love what you said, and I completely agree with two totally different audiences. You should have your own website for your direct people for SEO, and then you should use Etsy for the Etsy audience. So using them in two totally different capacities. Another common objection that I hear is Etsy is saturated and that there's no point to try to compete against everyone else. And what I love to tell people who come to me with that is like, okay, you're right. Etsy is saturated, but Instagram is also saturated. Selling at markets is pretty saturated. Getting into stores, I mean, stores are pretty saturated with their own offerings. So in general, the small business world, the product-based business world is saturated across all avenues. But that shouldn't be why you do or do not pursue something. Because if something is saturated, that just means you have to be more sophisticated. You have to find your differentiator why you stand out. And it's actually a fun challenge to be like, cool, yes, this is saturated, but my skincare, my candles, my XYZ are different and are going to stand out because of this reason. So as long as you know that differentiator and as long as you are more sophisticated than the other people on Etsy. So with professional photos, with being that established business, that established branding, the established messaging on how you talk about your products, that actually makes you stand out against everyone else too. So Etsy is saturated is a big one that I see, but at the end of the day, no matter where you sell, it's saturated. Yeah. I mean, saturation just means that there's a market for what you sell. And a lot of people will talk about the blue ocean. I don't know if you ever read that book. And obviously, if you can insert yourself into the market in a new way that nobody has seen before. Cool. Like whoever created squatty potty. Awesome. Right. Nobody else was doing that, but just because other people sell what you sell, doesn't mean that there isn't an opportunity for you. And I actually have a client. She started a candle business in 2020. There's a bajillion candle businesses. But she started one anyway, because she has a little bit of a different story and it's her story that people get attached to. And the reason why they buy her candles, I can go get a candle anywhere. Why do I buy from the specific people that I buy from? So there literally is room for all of us. I'm not the only one who teaches product-based businesses. You're not the only one that teaches Etsy, but look at us. Here we are creating businesses. So (laughs) Don't let that be the reason why you don't do it. And one thing I want to add to that too, 
If someone is shopping on Etsy, they're not looking for just any old candle. If they wanted any old candle, they would go to Amazon. They would go to Target. They would go to Bath and Body Works and get any old candle. If they're literally going on Etsy, that means that they're looking for something specific. So finding that differentiator in terms of, do you use a unique vessel, like a cement vessel that's colored blue? Do you use coconut apricot wax instead of soy? Do you have little dried lavender on top of your candle as decoration? Do you use a wooden wick? So there's all of these really unique ways to stand out, which if people are on Etsy, they're shopping for something just like that. So every single product-based business owner that's listening has that differentiator. Hopefully they know it. If they don't, it's just taking a little bit of time to figure out like, man, what is my pitch? What is my angle? What is my differentiator? But as soon as you know that, and as soon as you have that, then Etsy is a perfect place to be in addition to your own website to continue to get in front of those customers who are looking for unique products that they can't find on other platforms. It's literally where people go for all of those amazing, unique finds. Yeah. And one of the things that we also talked about was the aversion to Etsy fees. (laughs) Yes, that is a good one. I mean, look, I get it. We're all trying to create profitable businesses and every little dollar and cent matters when you are a small business. But I shared this It must have been on a live video because I remember getting reactions, but I don't remember where I said this, but I was in reference to fees and paying to be on marketplaces. That's just your rent to be there in front of their audience. And I use the example of my brick and mortar. I was in a shopping center and mind you guys, this was like 12 years ago. So if you consider just the change in time and inflation, how much those dollars are today. But I was in a shopping center. I shared a wall with Starbucks. We had great free parking. I think there was like a Victoria's Secret, a Gap. There were a couple of like chain anchor stores. We were outdoors. I paid 10 grand a month for my rent just because that shopping center got foot traffic. That's all it was for. So when you are on the Etsy's, the Amazons of the world, that's what you're paying for access to their customers that they are doing all the work to get to the website. And it's money that you would otherwise spend to drive traffic to your own site. And I know you agree with all of that. (laughs) 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, every single platform, we are paying some sort of fee. So if you're, for example, selling on Etsy, yeah, there's about like 10 to 12% is what the fee nets out to be. If you're selling on FAIR, you are selling your products at 50% off wholesale, plus they're taking a 15% fee. If you're selling at a market, you're paying $300 for a booth. If you are selling on your own website, there's obviously website hosting fees and credit card processing fees. So no matter where you sell your product, there's literally no place to sell it where there's no fee unless you are, I don't know, maybe you're selling on Instagram and asking for cash from people in some way that that works, that there's like no fees, but I don't even know how that would work, right? Logistically, how would that even work? Even then you're paying in your time to post and create the content and communicate with the customers. It's just the cost of doing business, friends. Yep. 100%. And what I find too is a lot of people have these stipulations about Etsy from the opinions and perspectives of others that it really gets a bad rap. Like a lot of people are like, I wouldn't even think about selling on Etsy because of the fees. But then when you say it's only 10 to 12%, 
which is only if you sell something, you're not paying like a monthly fee if sales aren't coming in or anything like that. It's like, oh, that's actually not too bad. And even some of the saturated and the newbies and people price competing, a lot of these things are anecdotally said around like the small business product business community and people just latch onto it and agree with it. But I really think that using Etsy as a marketing tool and thinking of it as a partnership. Like I'm paying Etsy, they're kind of like my employee. They're bringing me in front of people and I'm paying them to do it. Like how empowering is that? Versus like, oh, Etsy is charging me a fee and they're taking my money. No, I'm paying them to get me in front of more people and it's a partnership and they're one of my employees and that's their job in this business, what they do for me. So there's just a lot that we can switch. And when you truly look at Etsy simply as a tool to get in front of more people, not your main selling avenue, not the only place you sell, not the place you'll be for your entire career with your business, but as a puzzle piece, as a tool to get in front of more people, then it's like, all right, let's do this. This, right? Let's create this other avenue. Let's get in front of more eyeballs because that's the nature of running a product business is how many people can you get in front of? Yeah. And it's just like having an affiliate, right? If they send you sales, you give them a cut. And that's basically what the marketplaces are doing. So I just love that shift in perspective. Okay. So now that we've overcome all of your objections and convinced you that you should be <laughs> on Etsy. Let's talk a little bit about how to actually make Etsy work because it is saturated and there is probably someone on there who sells something similar to you. So what are some of the first things that you tell businesses to do when they're getting started on Etsy? Oh, so good. So have a three-step process that I recommend to people. And the acronyms are ACT, so super easy to remember, ACT. But basically, the first step on Etsy, the A part of this three-step process is to appear. Like, obviously, you got to appear in the search results, right? Otherwise, people aren't going to find you if you're on page five versus page one. But what I really recommend for people as they think about getting on the first page search results on Etsy is to truly focus on specificity of your titles and your tags. So these are going to be those SEO keywords that when people type them into Etsy, your products show up. But I think where a lot of people struggle here is they are very general. So let's take that candle example. They want to just say candle, soy wax, and maybe they have a couple other words about the type of wick or things like that. So they try to be super, super general because they want to capture everyone's attention. But I'm assuming probably the people who are listening here know that if you try to be for everyone, you end up being for no one. Because if you're going super generic with your title and with your tags on Etsy, which is basically what gets you found, you are competing against 50,000 other candle makers. But if you use your keyword and your titles and tags strategically with like extreme specificity in terms of what are people actually searching for on Etsy, the unique things. So in that example that I talked about earlier of having your title and your tags be blue cement vessel, apricot, coconut wax, candle, wooden wick, blue lavender, dried florals. When someone is searching for that exact item with that specificity, which they are on Etsy, you're going to show up, they're going to see you, they're going to click, and then they're going to purchase. So that is my biggest thing in terms of true specificity. So on this call, I know, Jessica, you can see my wallpaper behind me, but I have this pink peel and stick wallpaper that has like leopards and blue birds on it, but I got this on Etsy. 
And I went to Etsy and I literally typed in hot pink peel and stick wallpaper, exotic animals, navy blue. (laughs) And this came up and literally that's exactly what's behind me on the wall that maybe you can't see right now to whomever's listening. But that truly is a consumer behavior. So key number one, A, on those three steps is to truly appear by being specific. Now, what you also want to do is attract the customer's attention as well, which is like the second part of this A, because you have to appear on the first page search result, but then there's also maybe 60 or so listings. So how do you actually get the eyeballs directly onto you? How do you attract the customer's attention? And what I really like people to focus on here is to use all of the marketing levers that Etsy has available. So Etsy has about eight different marketing levers in terms of a sale or free shipping or star seller or these other things that you can use that basically just draw people's attention to your listing. And any time a platform like Etsy has any sort of tool or marketing lever, I 100% encourage people to use it because you have to think of Etsy, they're a business, they want to make money, they roll out these features on their platform that they know lead to more conversions and more sales. Because when you sell more products, Etsy makes more money. So the features that they give you to use are literally tested and proven by their developers and their user experience teams and whomever else to verify that it actually leads to more transactions. So using the marketing levers available to attract the customer's attention is like part two of that A. Any questions on that? No, totally into it, totally following along. And There is one thing that you said that I want to make sure that we really touch on. And this is for anywhere you are marketing your product, any platform you are using, use the tools that they give you. They created them just like you said, because they know that it increases the results. Every single platform out there, though, I know it doesn't always feel this way, (laughs) but They want you to succeed because if you succeed, you will stay and they will make more money. And it's the same thing with Instagram, love it or hate it. They create all of these features and it doesn't always work out, but they believe that it's going to create a better experience for the users, keeping the users there longer, making you more successful, making them more successful. So the tools are intentional and We also have to remember the behemoth size that these companies are, that they have so many employees doing so much research, testing so many things. And it's the same thing with Shopify. Like, Granted, they're finally rolling out a one-page checkout, but that was such a deterrent for a lot of more advanced e-commerce people. Oh, Shopify is like three-step checkout. And Does a one-page checkout convert better? Probably. But at the same time, if it was total trash, they would change it (laughs) because they need their people to be successful so that you'll stay. So yes, they want your money. Yes, they're lining the pockets of their CEOs and all of that. But at the same time, they do actually want you to be successful. Yeah. I like that though. If I can add one more thing, because I used to work for Expedia and I used to work in marketing and customer loyalty and operations. And Expedia is very similar to Etsy because Expedia doesn't own the hotels or the flights. They're just a middleman that's allowing you to book these things. Same with Etsy. They don't own any of these products that are on their platform. They're just a middleman connecting the customer to the small business. 
And when I used to work at Expedia, we would test every single change that we made on the website to see how does customer behavior adapt? Do they buy more? Do they buy less? Are they leaving the checkout page or are they staying? And every single small detail we would check and the ones that led to more customer bookings, we're like, all right, let's roll this out. So it's across our entire website. So like you said, with Etsy and these other platforms, they have massive, massive businesses with employees that are doing this testing and they wouldn't be paying their developers and their customer experience, user experience, employees, salaries to just roll out with features for no reason. Like they're ones they have tested and work. So just to like triple home down on this topic to use those because they're there for the purpose, exactly like you said, for you to make more sales. So the business makes more sales too. Yeah. hundred percent. Love it. Okay. What is C, right? Cause it was act. Yes. hundred percent. See easy acronym to remember. <laughs> I love it. C is now about confirming the customer's expectations. So we have to appear in the search results with specificity on what you sell and how you're different. We have to also attract the customer's attention by using those marketing levers, the promotions, the tactics that they have to draw the eyeballs. Then when someone clicks on your listing, because you've done those two things, now we need to confirm the customer's expectation. And this is unique because if someone goes to your website from your Instagram or from Google search or wherever, if they come to your direct website, they are probably going to browse around, learn about you, read your about me page if they're new to you, or maybe they follow you on Instagram. So they already have that connection that they don't have as many questions. But when you think about Etsy, when you're on this first page search results, and there's 60 other products on that page. If someone clicks on your listing and their expectations haven't been confirmed. So if you're leaving any question left unanswered, they're not going to reach out to you. They're not going to send you a message. They're not going to find you on Instagram and DM you. They're not going to go to your website to find your email address to ask you. They're going to click the back button and go to the other 59 options on that first page search results to see if there's something else that can confirm their expectations. So the key here, when someone clicks on your listing on Etsy is to have every single potential detail that the customer may need in three places. So you want to have this in your description. You want to also educate through your photos and you want to also have reviews that confirm things like the item shipped quick and stuff like that, that people are looking for. And the reason it's important to have it across all three of these areas, so we have your description, your photos, your reviews, your key pieces of information have to be in all three of those because people shop in very different ways. There are some people who literally only look at the pictures and they'll buy based on what they see in the pictures. There's some people who read every single word in the description, so you better have all the details there, Right. And then there's some people who go straight to the reviews. Okay, let me see if other people like this, because if they did, then I will. So this is where I think there's a lot of room for growth for a lot of people who are either on Etsy or thinking about going on Etsy is to be very specific in the details that you give your customers. So there's no questions left unanswered and they have every single detail that they need, no matter which way they shop in terms of photos, description, or reviews. That then they're like, okay, great. I literally have no concerns. I have no questions. I have had every single expectation confirmed. And now I'm going to add this to my cart. One example that I like to give people is if you think about booking a hotel, 
if it doesn't have information about parking and you're on Expedia, for example, but it looks like the perfect hotel, but there's no details about parking and you're going to have a rental car and you don't know if it's going to be like a hundred per night or if there's valet or if it's just street parking or if it's safe, like what's going on? That person looking at that potential hotel, even if it may be perfect, but it's missing this one piece of information, they'll hit the back button and they'll find a different one that actually has those details that they need. So a lot of people, I think, approach Etsy from the business owner's perspective. And we know everything about our business. But when you think about the customer who doesn't know anything about your business, we just have to make sure we're giving them all the details that they need so they know what they're getting is exactly what they want. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into this a little bit. Yes. (laughs) There's so much of the thought process that goes into Etsy and the way that you present those product listings that you guys can actually learn from and implement on your website too, by the way, but that's a conversation for another day. But when you think about the customer behavior on these platforms, that product listing is literally all they have to go on. That's it. It's all on that one page. And I think about my own behavior, like if something comes in different colors and there isn't a photo with all of the color codes and what they look like, I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. I don't have time to figure this out Um, (laughs) because there's nowhere else to go. The only thing I can do is I can message them and hope that they respond to me, but I can probably, like you said, just hit the back button and go find something else. And I think Maybe we were talking about it a little bit earlier too, but so many small businesses, and I see this mostly in the really beginner groups, right? And they're like, oh, I launched my website a week ago and I haven't got any sales yet. Well, like, because it takes time, right? And people are not just going to flock to you. But I think a lot of people don't put in the effort and then wonder why they don't get the results. Please just put in the effort. (laughs) and think about that customer's experience. Put yourself in their shoes. It's the same thing I tell you guys to do with email, especially like in your abandonment emails. There's a reason why they didn't buy and rarely is it actually price. If it is price related, it's because they don't believe in the value. And that's actually a marketing problem, not a pricing problem. But what are all of the questions this person is having in the moment when they're thinking about buying this product and make sure you have the answers to them all over that Etsy page? hundred thousand percent. Yes. And I love what you said about putting in the effort because that's also very true with Etsy in terms of there's a lot of small businesses on Etsy that I like to call dabblers. So they kind of dabble in their small business, but they're not really committed They just put something on Etsy and expect for it to blow up. And that actually is 100% a way for you to stand out, is to actually be the committed and dedicated small business owner that's going to go above and beyond. And that's your separation. That's your differentiation in terms of having all of those details, the colors, the photos, the description, anything that people may need to know, you are going to stand out just by having that because so many small business owners on Etsy or on their website or on Instagram aren't going through that level of dedication to it. And then I know a lot of people will be like, oh, so you're telling me I have to like do a lot of work on Etsy. (laughs) And it's like, yes, anything worth doing is going to take time and energy 
And if you're in this business for the long run, the time is going to pass anyways. So you might as well learn and spend that time and that energy to make it work for you. Because if you're only looking for shortcuts, only looking for easy things, well, your business is going to reflect that because it's not actually being built in a way to have a strong foundation, to continue to get in front of people if all you're doing is trying to shortcut your way. So think about building a house. If you're trying to shortcut every single component of building a house, it'll probably fall down on you if it's made with like twigs and mud that you just happen to find versus actually building it with machinery and a team and the right way, a blueprint, two totally different houses and also two totally different businesses, depending on which way you're trying to build your business. Yeah. And look, guys, especially because we're talking here about even established businesses getting on Etsy, you don't have to put every product you sell on there. Just pick those handful bestsellers or the ones that make sense for Etsy and just go all in on those. It's just a channel. It's not a whole nother store. So pick your top 20% or your top 12 products or whatever it is and go all in on them on Etsy. Okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. (laughs) This is good. I love this. I love this. Okay, so we'll dive into T, which is the last one of the ACT method. So T is all about giving trust to the customer. And we kind of talked about this in the confirm the customer's expectation part. But after you have all the details in your photos, in your description, I briefly talked about reviews. But really what trust is, is just ensuring that those customers know you are a credible small business. And there's a couple of ways we can do that, which is why I love working with established small business owners, because a lot of them already have these components. But if you have professional branding and logos that are beautiful and portray your product, you're giving trust to that customer because you're not the handwritten lotion, which I joke about because with my skincare business, that is how I started. So I can make those (laughs) jokes because that was me, which is my humble beginnings. But in terms of professional photos, professional branding, When you have those uploaded on your Etsy listing, when you have all the details, and especially here is when you have the reviews. So people shop through reviews. They need that proof, especially on a platform like Etsy, that what they buy is going to be what it says it's going to be. Because unfortunately, there are small businesses out there that are trying to make a quick buck, right? And I know the people listening aren't in that bucket. These people listening are serious and committed and dedicated. But there are instances where there are small businesses out there trying to make a quick buck. And maybe people have bought from them on Etsy and maybe had a bad experience. So you actually have to go a little bit above and beyond to give trust to that customer because that unfortunately does happen sometimes. So how you give trust is the professional branding professional logos, professional photos, the very well-written description, which a lot of these established small business owners already have, which makes it so much easier to go on Etsy since that is already part of their business, but also the reviews. So I really encourage people to get a ton of reviews on Etsy reach out to your customers, ask for a review, give them a coupon in exchange for it because it not only gives trust to that shopper who lands on your listing and sees these amazing reviews, but it also gives trust to Etsy. So similar to what we were talking about, like Etsy is a business and wants to make money. When they see that your product has frequent and recent five-star reviews, 
Etsy's algorithm is going to be like, oh my gosh, people love this product. Let's show this to more people because if people love this product, they're going to come back on Etsy because they had a good experience finding this product on Etsy. So let's show this to more people because it's just going to put Etsy in a good position and also the small business in a good position. So reviews are kind of like the final touch like the gas pedal that really propels your Etsy shop forward. And I actually had one of my clients, she's going through a transition with her VA leaving and getting a new VA. And she stopped reaching out for reviews for about two weeks during this transition of hiring and training her new virtual assistant. And it's so funny, you can see her Etsy sales took a little bit of a dip because her virtual assistant was the one that was doing this outreach asking for reviews. So it shows how important that is. The good side is with a lot of these things on Etsy, a virtual assistant can help with a lot of them like this example, because it can be a little tedious to like reach out for reviews and it's not as automated as it is through your website where you can send those auto emails. But reviews are such an important part to give trust to the shoppers who maybe haven't bought from you before, but found you and also to give trust to the Etsy platform. So they continue to show you to more and more people for the long run, which is a fun part of Etsy. Because once this machine is built, once you have all this operationalized, once you have your listings on there, Etsy will show you to more and more people. And it's something that you may have to do a little bit of monitoring in terms of asking for reviews, fulfilling the orders, super, super small things that you will have to do. But the end goal is for Etsy to run on the back burner, to continue to show you to more and more people. And once you build that Etsy machine, that's what it does. And that's where it gets super fun. Like, oh my gosh, look at all these orders and I'm not doing anything. I'm not having to post to get it. I'm not having to like write an email to get it. It's just Etsy is putting me in front of people. And that's where it really turns into this awesome, awesome, scalable platform to be on. Yeah. And you really do have to think of it as that long-term play, just like SEO. I mean, really it's a search driven platform. It really is just like a search engine for products. If you think of it like that. And when you're doing SEO on your website, the longer you've been around, the faster you will see the results because your URL already has a reputation, but it's minimum three to six months before you see any traction from there. But over time, it just compounds and builds on itself. And so it's very possible that Etsy's going to be slow in the beginning and you're going to put all this time, energy and effort into creating your beautiful listings and nothing's going to happen and you're going to be so sad and you're going to think it doesn't work. You just haven't given it enough time. When someone is getting started, is there sort of like a range of time that you see it take before they start to catch traction? Oh, really good question. So it's hard to answer, right? Because different people put different levels of time into it. So some people, it does take a little bit longer. So that's a really hard question to answer. But I would say on average, it will probably take two to three months for things to start to really marinate and start to work while you're continuing to build those listings and put them together. So I'd say about two to three months. But then once you have that going and see what it does. Like this is where the opportunities are endless. So for example, one of my clients, she had her own website, professional branding, professional photos, great, great content on her Instagram. And when we started working together, we put her on Etsy. 
she was on it. Like when she started her business five years ago and it didn't work. So she shut it down, but I'm like, okay, let's try this again. And now I think it's been about a year and she has 900 orders that have came through on Etsy. So that's awesome because it's 900 people that she maybe would have never been in front of that would have never maybe found her. And now that they did, she has her Instagram on her products, on her marketing cards that they receive. She has her website on those places too. So now these people can follow her on Instagram, buy from her directly are now on her email list. So it's awesome to see how this really is a tool that yes, it will take some time, 100% agree with you to do the work and to see the results that both of those take time. But once you do it, it's just going to expose you to a new audience, which is just awesome to see. Yeah. And anything you do in your business takes time. And I think the majority of us just give up on everything a little bit too soon because We are just looking for some quick silver bullet that's going to solve all of our problems. And it just doesn't exist, you know? And I think that the internet, it's such a wonderful place, but it's also full of BS. And (laughs) it makes us think that we are doing something wrong, but you didn't see everything that went into that behind the scenes. You didn't see all the time, energy, and effort they spend because Etsy has paid opportunity. So, Maybe they paid for all of that placement and it went faster and you need to do it organically. So just put your blinders on, go all in on it. And actually, if we're thinking about when this episode is going live, which in this moment, I don't remember exactly when that is, but if it's going to take a few months, now is a really good time to get started so you can be established by holiday. Because guess where I go? to buy holiday gifts. I always go to Etsy because I'm always looking for that thing that I can't find anywhere else because I pride myself on being a really good gift giver. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit of a sickness. And because my husband has a big family, so we have like lots of presents to buy, which is so exhausting, but I have to do better like every single time. So now would be a really good time to get in on that. So you're prepared for Q4. And that's a beautiful strategy too. I mean, even if you just use Etsy for the holiday bump, because so many people are on Etsy for the holidays. So yeah, have it up all year round. And if you're paying more attention to it during the holiday season, beautiful, great, perfect strategy. And if you have a great holiday season, that momentum is going to carry you forward into January, February, March. One of my clients too had a great holiday season, November and December of last year. And then January on Etsy ended up being her strongest month ever because that momentum just carried her to be shown like the first row on some of the products that she was selling on the search results page. So it's a beautiful way just to keep getting in front of more people, which is why I'm always talking about how great it is and how people (laughs) should get on there. Yeah. I mean, there's really no reason not to try it. And I love that you shared an example of someone who did it before and it didn't work out so well. And then she did it again and it's successful. And I think a lot of times we try something, it doesn't work, but there's so many variables that go into it and so many reasons why maybe it didn't work. I mean, I even think about myself years ago, I knew I wanted an online business for a very long time. This is not my first online business. It's my first successful online business, but I know so much more from all of those failures previously, I got more support than I got the first time around. Cause I thought I knew it all. <laughs> I gave it more time. Like there's, 
your second, third, fourth time around, you're going to be so much better at it. So just because something didn't work in the past doesn't mean that it won't work now. And one other thing I want to talk about really quick about Etsy, because I only recently learned this and it's one of the reasons why I would always, I don't want to say discourage, but like, I don't want people to rely on Etsy for everything. We've obviously talked about that at length, but it's the email situation. So if you guys don't know, Etsy has an approved integration with Aweber. So after someone places an order with you, Aweber will send an Etsy looking email. It comes from Aweber, but it looks like an Etsy email that says, hey, do you want to join this business's email list? So not being able to grow an email list from Etsy customers is no longer a reason not to do it. I just want to make sure everyone knows that that's a thing because Etsy doesn't do a great job of (laughs) promoting it at all. Yes, I love it. Another amazing tool. Another reason to get on the Etsy train. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So before we hop into how everyone can find out more about you, is there anything we didn't cover that you want to make sure we talk about today? I think most of what we talked about, I think is spot on. I'll just reiterate that use the different platforms available to you to grow your business. There's a lot of people who will try to grow their business from their own grit, their own hustle, their own white knuckling. And sure, you can make progress that way. But if you use platforms like FAIR, like Etsy, like Pinterest, like optimizing SEO, Instagram, your website, all of those in conjunction is what's going to grow your business because running a product business is solely a game of numbers. The more people you get in front of, the more people that have the potential to buy from you. So don't limit yourself by focusing only on maybe one or two, but cast a wide net, optimize all of these platforms, learn how to master each one of those. And then you're going to start to see all these seeds that you planted and how they turn into trees. And before you know it, it's like, oh, okay, passive income here, income here, sales here, sales here. And that's truly how you really build and scale a product-based business. Yeah. So important. And you don't have to do it all at one time. Please don't do it all at one time. Do them one at a time so that you can do them really well. And when you have them working on autopilot, that's when you can move on to the next one and just know that it is going to take time. And every week when I send out the edit, which is my weekly newsletter, I always kind of corral some things from around the web. And one of the articles I came across, I think I ended up not sharing it, but it was talking about how D to C, right? All of these product-based businesses that are direct to consumer, they got VC funding, all of this stuff that that wave is over. And they are now doing wholesale, opening up their own stores because it's just not enough to be this little star in the internet ether. And visibility really is the name of the game. And I tell you guys all the time, it is just a numbers game. It's all math. It is all math. And there's an episode, I'll stick it in the show notes, where you can actually calculate how much traffic do I need to hit my goals But if you can diversify that and get some on these different platforms, it's going to make your life a lot easier. Okay, so let's pretend everyone tuned out and stopped listening to us. I hope that didn't happen. How dare they? (laughs) (laughs) So rude. 
What is the number one thing you want them to take away from today's conversation? So truly, truly, truly to put in the work to grow your business. We have to care about the impact that we make with our products, the problems that we're solving. And every single small business owner is solving a problem. If you have a candle, you're solving the problem of maybe someone who wants a relaxing night, or if you sell skincare, someone who has skincare concerns, or art, someone who wants to make their home cozy and beautiful. Every single product is solving a problem. So what I want people to really walk away with and remember is if you want to help more people, if you have your customers top of mind, if that is your passion and mission and purpose with your business, then utilize those platforms and those tools to get in front of as many people as possible. We have to care about the customer. We have to care about what problem our products solve. And we have to let that drive the show instead of maybe the ego saying, oh, I'm too good for Etsy. That's for newbies. So I think just focusing on that. And I know maybe this wasn't something we talked about during the episode, but I'm going to end with that just to kind of wrap everything up in terms of really focusing on what you're here meant to do, which is impact people with your products. Yeah, no, I love it. And everyone listens to me because they know I give them the real, real. And sometimes the little kick in the pants or the tough love that they need to just get out of their own damn way. And, you know, sometimes it's Etsy and sometimes it's wholesale and sometimes it's something else. And that same candle client that I mentioned must've been earlier this year, it all starts to blend together, but she just had this like strange resistance to wholesale for like no reason. And once she just got over herself, she got like multiple accounts in like the first two weeks that she started reaching out to people. And it was like, why was I not doing this? So we very often get in our own way and let's just all stop doing that. <laughs> well, there's this fun saying that I heard a couple weeks ago. I don't know how it goes, but once you get tired of your own shit, like that's when transformation <laughs> happens, right? You just get tired of your own shit and you're like, all right, I got to do something different. So if people are feeling that, I mean, I get it, but great perspective to be like, all right, how can I shift this? What can I do differently? What will work for me? Where do I have to spend more time? What needs my energy? What other opportunities are out there? And of course, I'll echo what you said of taking it one step at a time, because I'm a big believer of that too. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So good, Monica. Please let everyone know where they can find you. I know that you have some DIY courses that people can take. You work one-on-one -on -one with clients. Tell us all the things. Yes, absolutely. So I mostly hang out on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Monica Little Coaching. I also am the host of the Product Biz Podcast, which Jessica will be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. So make sure to come and tune into that episode. But I also have a free Etsy training. So if this was impactful, if this opened some perspectives and shifted maybe how you approach Etsy, I have a free training, how to get your products seen on Etsy, which you can register for. I believe you'll have the link to put in the show notes, but it's also at monicalittlecoaching.com slash Etsy webinar. So that's where I'd recommend if anyone is interested in learning more to hop over to any of those places. And then so happy to chat. If anyone has any questions about Etsy, please feel free to DM me. I am just an open book on how to help and support everyone here optimize this awesome revenue stream. Oh, I love it so much. And lounge members, Monica is going to be coming into the lounge as well. I don't remember the date right now as we're sitting here. I want to say it's maybe in July. I think it's July 12th. Oh yes. July 12th. I think that's the Wednesday. 
So lounge members, make sure you mark your calendar. If the event is not posted at the time you are listening to this, it will be posted soon. And thank you so much again, Monica, for just taking your time to hang out with us. Thank you listeners for being here with us. I know you could be anywhere on the internet and I appreciate that you're here with us. Have a kick-ass rest of your day and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.